has an average up to 251. Let off the first inning with a home run. Now here's the 0-1. Swung on, hit high in the air to deep right. Back goes Springer on the track. He's at the wall, leaps, and it is gone! It's a game-tying two-run home run for Brett Gardner. Gardy goes Yardy. Let the Gardy party begin. A two-run home run in the right field seats. And the Yankees get off the deck and tie the game at five. All the way to the backstop, but look at this. They may have a play at third. The most flute-catching play in the history of America. I just showed Wing this play from last night, the Yankees game, where Chapman throws a pitch to Sanchez. He's crossed up. It bounces off the backstop right back to Sanchez, and he throws the guy out at third. It looked like something you might see in a Little League or a Babe Ruth game. Oh, yeah. Except the throw to third was oh, perfect throw. Well, it's no one to catch the ball off the back. By the way, He's Miguel Andujar uh, no continues to rake well, at third base. The winning runs at second. Here is Torres. Bottom of the tenth, tied at five. Pitch. Line to right field. It is a base hit. Here comes Andujar. Here comes the throw. He scores. That throw wasn't even close. Ball by the way, over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. I just wanted to make sure that I had played that this morning. I wanted to get my day started with that. Nice. That's why I wanted to get the day started with. Well, I looked at the I score. I had pretty much yesterday, I'm like, you know what? I made the decision yesterday that I've already, and I told you this. I'm already, I'm already um, just, I've made the, I already know that I'm going to have to sit through another one game. You resigned game. yourself. You know, I think about this. I think about this with the teams that I root for, okay? Look at the Celtics, okay? And how much... It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a season with a lot of ups and downs. But it was also painful. Okay, and then there was the Patriot season, which was painful. Okay, that was that was painful. To me, there's nothing worse than watching a baseball game, watching your team come back in the ninth inning, and then they lose it in extra innings. And the Yankees did that all the time last year. It would drive me bonkers, bonkers, bonkers. Because it's like, oh, great. Why didn't you just lose in the ninth so I could get on with my life? You know, right? True. Kind of like the Celtics. Like, why didn't you just lose the first round so I could get on with my life? But I understand. I understand you need to learn the lessons and everything and, and all sorts of stuff. But I, I just, I can't, I, I don't want another, and of course the Yankees, of course, it all started last year. The Yankees made it to game seven against the Astros. So what I would like to see this year is 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 my teams get over the edge. Okay, I want them to get over the top this year. Because I don't, I don't want to hang out just to watch other teams celebrate anymore. Over the top and have the Red Sox yeah. in one game playoff. Yeah, that I would want. Be your I I would. Mur- I, oh, please give me the Red Sox in a one game playoff. The Red Sox in a one game playoff against the Seattle Mariners, and somehow they lose for some ridiculous reason, and then I get to hear all the Red Sox fans talk about how stupid the one game wild card is. I can't wait. They don't even need a stupid reason. There's something about they get to the playoffs lately, and they. They start swinging at pitches that are crazy. Their pitchers can't get anybody out, and it's like, oh, that was fun. Yeah, well, that happens. It happens. It absolutely, it it absolutely happens. So you went to a big game last night. I did go to a big game last night. Lewiston Blue Devils knocked off the Edward Little Red Eddies by a final score of nine to one over at Auburn Suburban Little League Field. Want to uh, 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 
give a uh, hat tip to the gang up there. Uh, they raised $960 for the family of Valerio McFarland, the little boy who died in the river last month. So uh, good job by them. Plenty of parking. And also to the cranky guy who was mad that I was taking video uh, up by the fence, I'm sorry I ruined your night. I'm sorry that, you know, the the uh, Taylor Pond Yacht Club uh, was not open for you to go hang out at and, and do your thing. So, again, my apologies to you that you couldn't move over approximately three feet and then had to be passive-aggressive after the game. Here's the deal, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this down for you because I see this all the time. It makes me mental, okay? If you complain about the people that are there covering your kids and grandkids, you will not see coverage of your kids and grandkids. Now, I'm not saying that because I know who the guy is and I'm not specifically going to cover that kid's grandkids. Because eventually, people are just going to say, screw this. I don't need this. I don't need... I, when I could be spending time with my, with my six kids, okay... At my house with people I actually like, okay. I could be there on a on a on a Tuesday night, okay. Instead, I go out and I go to all different places on the field and I get video highlights that aren't being taken. There wasn't a single TV station there last night because it was a seven o'clock game. They didn't need highlights for eleven o'clock. They already got their highlights at six, right? So the only place you're getting video highlights of last night's game is on our site, okay? Now, I didn't see you giving any crap to the newspaper photographer who was there, standing in the exact same spot, right next to the athletic trainer. I didn't see that. Didn't happen. But you, schmucky, with your folding chair and your captain's hat, he did. He kind of looked like Gilligan. No, no, the skipper. He definitely, definitely more skipper in that situation. And I'm not talking about Barbie's friend. Just had to come over and, and say something to me and the athletic trainer. Now, I'm sure it wasn't to her because, you know, she's doing her job. But I was also there doing my job, okay? So I hope someone in your family enjoyed those highlights. And I hope it, it, it is a big chagrin to you. Hope it, hope it hurts. But going back to my original rant, eventually, people are just going to say, bleep this, I'm done. I could stay home Tuesday night. I, I can stay home Tuesday night or Thursday night That's or what Friday I did. night. That's what but I did. You know what? There's other people that can do that. And then nobody shows up. And then what happens when the newspapers all go subscription and you don't want to pay the subscription anymore? You want you want to go out and buy a copy of the paper? Or is that going to stay online for the... Is, are you going to be able to see that? Or, you know, do you... What's the plan? What do you want to see? Because I don't know if you've noticed or not, but a lot of the TV sports stations have really cut down a lot of their sports coverage. Oh, they don't cover much of anything anymore. And the first thing that gets bumped, anything, something, anytime something happens, is the sports coverage. Typically, sports coverage happens if it's part of like the lexicon. Sometimes it becomes an afterthought, and it's going to continue to become an afterthought with big corporations as big corporations come in and start buying up media. And smaller media is going to go off and do other things where maybe they're appreciated, where they're thanked for showing up. I don't need to be thanked for showing up. I don't need to be patted on the back. I don't need anything. I just don't need some snarky jackass coming up to me after the game saying, move your chair, fatty. Okay? That's what I can tell you. We don't even get uh, cover. It used to be coverage of municipal meetings. It used to be coverage of school board meetings. 
so that we could read about things that we should be worried about, but and, did, but couldn't get to the meeting and, ourselves. And sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Okay, it it became something that it it that's what happens. So that could happen, and you're already seeing it. Okay, I'm not making this up. I'm not just creating some sort of fictional place where there's no coverage. Look around. There's a shortage of kids in this state to play athletics. It's not that there's less school districts. We got plenty of those. We got plenty of schools. But you got a lot of kids that aren't even trying out for teams. And then on the news last night, Travis Lee does a story about how there's a lack of officials. You know why? Because of people like you. Taylor Pond Yacht Club guy. I apologize to anybody in the Taylor Pond Yacht Club who's uh, who's a tremendous upstanding member of, of society, but in this situation, I'm pretty sure this guy was not one of your one of your best uh, members. Because they don't want to get people don't want to be there's multiple reasons people don't want to be official. Okay, one, you're getting yelled at all the time. You are the most unappreciated person there. No matter what call because you make, you, somebody doesn't like it. Because if you don't show up, the game doesn't happen. But if you show up, you're going to get abused, basically. Okay? Then you've got to deal with the officiating association, which means mandatory meetings, wherever the mandatory meetings are. And so if you have, you know, say a normal job, you know, a nine-to-fiver, maybe you're not in education. Maybe you're not in, and I'm sure there are educators that don't get a lot of things done either. I've met a lot of folks that have had to give up officiating because the scheduling, they don't know anything. They don't, they, they can't get there. You can't make it harder to find good officials. You want to attract good officials. I would start at high school, at the high school level. If kids realize, you know what, I'm probably not going to be playing at the division one level. John Calipari is not going to recruit me here at Stearns not, for a one and done. Not perhaps. gonna be not gonna be in my living room. I, I would start working on that immediately. I would start working on, you know, the young officials programs and everything else, and I'd start getting them in there. And start showing them, you know what, this is a good way to be close to the game. Because you see people all the time, they go work in sports and then they go sell tickets. But I'm you, a ticket salesperson. Go be an official, you can actually be on the court. But you know, even that <clears throat> my son did that. He started when he was young in high school. He officiated youth hockey and uh, kept his patch up and did games all four years he was in high school. And then he goes on to college and he played on a club team and and whatever. And um, he just found it hard to get all his labs in, play on the club team, and try to fit the officiating in. So he let his his, uh, patch lapse. And then eventually, when he was done going to school, he decided, okay, I'll jump back in or whatever. Well, you know, the rink is uh, the rinks are a little ways away, and and uh, his girlfriend, you know, the stuff they wanted to do, and pretty soon he's not officiating anymore. So even even when you do that grunt work to begin with, it doesn't always work out. So we got to have people who really are interested in it. it it's close by. It's fun. You know, you got to forget. <clears throat> it's just like coaching. Used to, when I coached, drove my mother crazy. She used to sit on the visitor's side because she didn't want to hear the people yell at me for things that I called. You know, as a football coach, and I say, Ma, they paid their 
three bucks, whatever it was at the time. Don't worry about it. They're just just out having a Friday night. And she goes, I don't want to listen. (laughs) It didn't bother me at all. First of all, I didn't hear it. And if I did, didn't care about it. So I think officials, that ought to be part of the training. These are some of the things people are going to yell at you, and you got to forget about it. Do your job, get in your car, and go home. That's it. And and these days, they're going to pay you fairly well. It's not extravagant, but it's a nice little, like you say, I think it's better than taking tickets or working at the hardware store two afternoons a week. You officiate a couple ball games, you've, you've made the same amount of money. So... I don't get it. Especially if you love the sport. Mm-hmm. Hey, you I know, I, I don't get it. I mean, mm-hmm. the, if you look, look at the officials in the NBA right now. Look at the officials that are doing varsity basketball in Maine. Look at the officials that are doing college. They're not young bucks. We did a, oh no, oh boy, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I, just get out there. Okay, and, and the, the same thing's going to be going for coaches. You're going to have to do the same thing with coaches soon. Get another coach that will resign. Lindsay Withy from Winslow. Yeah. She decided she didn't want to be in there today. It's tough to find people that even want to work at Burger King anymore. Not that they, you know, not that people were diving down the doors to get there, but people wanted to, to work and get stuff done. Go to a fast food restaurant now and, and tell me how long it takes to get through the drive-thru. Well, and everywhere you go, there's a... Uh help wanted sign and there's nobody mm-hmm. either people don't want to work or one of my beefs they don't want to work for minimum wage and no benefits it's a scary proposition no. No. hey on a lighter side yes good <laughs> so in in regards please do not harass media members no and when I'm, they're there to cover your kids no and i'm sure you know because like you say they you didn't have to be there it, this was a plus coverage. I absolutely did not have to be there. I was shocked and you said, I'm going to the game. I went, what? We're not, <laughs> we're not, we're not broadcast that, are we? And you go, no, I'm just going to do some Snapchat Well, and, I and also, it, it also allowed me the ability to, because there was a new score, there were two new scoreboards put in over the softball and baseball fields. And my first concern was, oh God, did they remove the plug where the power would go if we decided to be out in center field? I think I've made the decision, though, that we are not going to be out in center field because I've already plucked two ticks off of me. Actually, three, because there was a morning tick this morning. I don't know where that one came from, but yeah. You know, I told you I was putting the fence post around my pool area. Now, yeah. the, the lawn's mowed. It's oh, yeah. in tall grass. Five ticks in the last. And fortunately, they just happened to be crawling up my arm and my leg, and I felt it. You know, so I was lucky, but wow, they are bad this year. And I had stuff that I we went online and found stuff that you can mix yourself to prevent that. I, I think they didn't burrow in because they didn't like the smell, but they were all over me. So they were a big fan. So it looks like they haven't said this is official, <clears throat> but looking at the numbers that they have posted, looks pretty official. Looks like in uh, Class A baseball in the north. Bangor will be the number one seed with a 15 and one record. Oxford Hills jumps in at number two with a 13 and three record. I think that big win against DL last week vaulted them there. Edward Little, it's funny we're kind of giving them a hard time about fading. They haven't faded too far. They're thir- 13 and three. They're in third, 
And uh, Lewiston is uh, fourth at uh, 12 and 4. So those four teams will host games. Bangor will play Mesolonsky. Oxford Hills will play Skowhegan. Edward Little will play Mount Ararat. And Lewiston will host Hamden. So those, those are some pretty good games. I got to figure out what we're going to cover, man. That's a lot of stuff. Isn't it? It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. Now, are those finalized? Is everybody done in Northern A? Well, the, the, everybody in A has 16 games in, so I'm going to say yes. But I noticed in the paper today there were five or six games still left to be played. Yep. So nobody can finalize heel points because you get the what they call the ancillary po- points where John Baps beat somebody and you played them and, that, that, and, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden somebody's got five more points. So they won't announce that until probably, well, Thursday or Friday probably. They'll I'm have sure they'll meetings. do it as little as possible, you know, as close to it as possible so that we can't plan, which is why you have to, like, meet people. So Skowhegan, you know, Skowhegan-Oxford Hills is kind of an intriguing matchup. And then once they move on from there, you know, these, these teams will, will battle. So if you look ahead, maybe towards the bracket, yeah, it's not an re- Oxford Hills-Edward Little matchup, and then a Lewiston-Bangor matchup. I mean, if Lewiston wins that one against Hamden, Hamden Academy is no slouch, by no, the way. No, I think they could be a sleeper. Yep. So. Yeah, and you know, they don't, in in baseball, they don't reseed. It's, uh, it's the bracket, and you stay in the bracket. And uh, in most high school sports around the country, they don't reseed. You get in the bracket and... The other, the other team I would worry about is Mount Ararat. Mount Ararat always plays really well in the playoffs. They they do. Um, Bruce Kingdon was the coach there for a long, long time, and I think they've developed a, a baseball tradition where they, they've been very strong for quite a while now. Go Mesolonsky is all I can say there. Not that I would ever actively root against another team, but no, I... I need something different other than Bangor in the tournament. You know what I mean? I just I need that. I need I need something other than Bangor winning the tourney. That's all I need. Just need that. Just I I got to see something different. It's like Cavs Warriors four. I don't need to see that either. Yeah, I'm I'm done with that. I I, need, I, I think I'm good. I probably will check in a few little bits of games, but I'm not I'm not watching all the way through. In Class B South, which is where some of our teams are, Wells will go in at number one, Cape Elizabeth number two, Greeley number three, then York, Mountain Valley at number five, Uh, Freeport number six, Yarmouth number seven, Levitt at number eight, Freiburg Academy at nine, Spruce Mountain at ten, and Gray New Gloucester at eleven, Oak Hill, Finished 12th, uh, quite a few points behind uh, Gray New Gloucester, so they're out. So big win yesterday for Lewiston softball squad over Edward Little. They're actually going to finish in the three-hole of Class A North. Uh, that goes Skowhegan, Oxford Hills, Lewiston, Mesolonsky, Edward Little, Hamden, Mount at Bangor. So if it all holds, Bangor would take on Skowhegan, Mount Ararat would go to Oxford Hills. Hamden would go to Lewiston, and Edward Little would play at Mesolonsky. Bangor, Bangor uh, is in for it. I mean, they, they're going to have a tough road. Skowhegan is really strong again, and they've got two pitchers, not just one, two. 
And they had this team that went to the state final uh, three and four years ago, and those kids were mostly freshmen. By the way, if this all works out, how's this? Hamden softball would take on Lewiston at Lewiston, and Hamden baseball would take on Lewiston at Lewiston. Wow. So, yeah. Our friend uh, Ryan Palmer, his team looks like is going to finish 12th. Uh, Ten teams go to the tournament. Um, Notables in there. Lisbon is number two. St. Dominic's at uh, number five. Monmouth at number seven. Winthrop, eight. So, not a lot in the coverage area specifically, but... uh, Not a ton. Not a ton. That's all right, though. It's okay. It's all right. Sometimes that's okay, because sometimes in the spring... It's not quite as easy to get things yeah, done. Yeah, well, you know, you've said the the difficulties of finding either hot spots that work at a place. Well, I I bet a bag full, and you try them all to see which ones are going to actually be able to connect and do the job. So my question to you is, when I look at um, boys spring baseball for Class B South, 11 teams get in by the looks of things. Now, how do they do the prelims? Well, what they do is, um, I don't, I'm not looking right at it, but they take the top, I'm going to say, five teams. Wait, okay. a, What's even when you go six, 11? Um, six, 11, seven, 10, eight, nine. Well, so, the, the, so the top five teams will probably draw a bye. Okay, so the top five. All right, so then, okay, then once that recedes, they would get it down. So if 11 beats set, okay, so then... Then it's still kind of a weird one. Although they like, might <clears throat> they might go all the way, just have the top two teams have a bye and go all the way down to four. Four, you know, do it that way, come out with an even, you know, even number of teams to play. Even then but, though, I don't with eleven no. it doesn't make any sense. No. I think you'd have to go top three in this case. Which that's would be true to make it e- that's right. So you'd have it. Grey New Gloucester at York, Spruce at Mountain Valley, Freiburg at Freeport, and Levitt at Yarmouth. And then you'd have your top three, Wells, Cape, and Greeley. So if not, then you're looking at Mountain Valley traveling to York. So each yeah. of the each of the sports, individual sports committees have decided whether or not they're going to what they're going to do. And then the MPA, they may have late I I, I haven't really paid close attention to that part to say where they draw the line on <clears throat> how many teams are gonna get a buy and when they started that whole thing, the, the 50 or 60%, it was the top two teams. Then they realized, well, that's a lot of prelim games, you know, that kind of thing. And so they moved that around a little bit. You may be right. It may be three teams. I doubt they're going to give five teams a, a, a buy, probably three. We'll see. We will see. We'll see what happens. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about some NBA stuff. Not about the NBA Finals. We're going to talk about burner accounts. If you don't know what a burner account is, you're about to learn. It's that kind of day. On the Beatles Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partners Studios across the NBA Radio Now.
There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee and Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee and Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation, making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's one 1- 800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. Oh! 
all aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. It's Abilis Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR Radio Network. Maddie and Wing with you here on a Wednesday. The days kind of go together, don't they? Sometimes the days, the days go to especially blend in, especially when you're looking at things such as like, um, uh, um, uh. The holiday weeks, because you get the Monday. Throw you all off. Well, you know, in football season, it's that one game a week. You kind of, you, there's a space there. You you know when it's coming. It, there's a build-up to it. And when there's games on, like the playoffs, you know, you know, you've said to a couple of times, wow, no games tonight. Yeah. We're in that spell right now. There's no baseball, softball, to speak, at least locally here, to speak of. Yeah, I, you're about and, to hit that tomorrow. And yeah, some game is a few games scattered games today that are makeups. I'm feeling you've got a lot of makeups today. The one that probably has the most, um, uh, the most to do. Well, you get a couple of them here. Lisbon Haldale's a pretty good baseball game. Oh, that is a good game. Um, Spruce Mountain Mount Abram uh, is a game that's that's going on. Um, I, that might actually decide whether or not Mount Abram makes it to the playoffs. Yeah, they've come on at the end of the year. And another game that is big for playoff seating is MCI at Levitt at 4 o'clock. So the rest of it is basically all up in the northern part of the state. So locally, if you're looking locally around the, the Auburn area, Levitt takes on MCI at 4 o'clock. Uh, next, NYA at St. Dom's at 4 Mountain Valley goes to Carabeck Madison, i.e. Bridgeway, at 4 o'clock. Lisbon Haldale, 4 o'clock. Spruce Mountain, Mount Abram, 4 o'clock. Everything else is, you know, East Grand, Washburn, Orono, Sumner. Not Sumner by Peru, the other Otherwise, Sumner. we'd have to leave right now if we want to make it we to would, the game. We would be doing the show from your car, probably. Which we could do, if, we, if ever at a pinch. It's doable. <clears throat> it's doable. By the way, i got to tell you, I thought of you. I told you uh, not this past weekend, the weekend before, we were at Martha's Vineyard. And uh, <clears throat> we were sitting there when we got back from the the marathon that Josh ran and the half marathon my wife walked. And after all the showers and everything, we were sitting in the living room 
of this Airbnb. And Josh had finished uh, the book he was reading on his Kindle. And he said, I can't get the Kindle connect to connect to the Wi-Fi here. My daughter said, hey, why don't you use my phone? As, I'll use my phone as a hotspot. You can get it. You can use that. Boom. I said, Maddie would be so proud. My kid's using their phone as a hotspot. It's that easy. That easy. Is that what we, that's what we'd use in the car, right? Use a hotspot. Oh yeah, you'd use a hotspot, or you could use. You might know. have to change. Might have to change your part way through as we're traveling along, but. Yeah, you know, you do what you can, right? Do what you can. You do. You do what you can. It is the Beelist Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios, across the NBA Radio Network. NBA Finals start tomorrow night. However, the NBA in true NBA fashion. Okay, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go over a couple things real quick here. Okay. I'm gonna uh, uh, I'm gonna go over a couple things real quick. The National Basketball Association is not just the National Basketball Association. Okay, it's not just basketball or an association of teams, and it's not just you know it's not just a national. It's a, a lot of folks would say it's a worldwide game, but there's also there's not really a season for it anymore. There's there's two things. Okay. And this is what I'm starting to learn. There is, there is um, uh, regular games, regular things, regular stuff. Okay. And then there's also the off-season stuff. The off the. In baseball, we call it hot stove. What do they yeah. call it in basketball? Yeah. Off-season, I guess. So yesterday came out and the story is in the ringer that there were five anonymous Twitter accounts. Okay, anonymous Twitter accounts, by the way, are called burner accounts. Just like a burner phone. Right. Supposedly can't trace them, can't find out who it is, so on. Right. Supposedly. S- supposedly. So anyway, allegedly. <laughs> so... All of these things are tweeting out things about the former general manager, about players, oh, about decisions inside. About the former general manager. Oh. Yeah. And. About players, you said. Right. Hold on. Where is this thing? Here's the, here's kind of the gist of it. I just put it up. A collections of Twitter accounts that have criticized Joel Embiid and Markel Fultz, disclosed sensitive information, and outlined team strategy, shares eye-opening similarities. What does that have to do with the Philadelphia 76ers decision makers? In February, The Ringer received an anonymous tip that Brian Colangelo, the Philadelphia 76ers president of basketball operations, had been secretly operating five Twitter accounts. Six then... We have scrutinized, we being the ringer, have scrutinized and archived those accounts in an attempt to verify the sources claim that the longtime NBA executive has been using them as a platform to criticize NBA players, including Joel Embiid, Jaleel Okafor, and Nerlens Noel, publicly debate the decisions of his own coaching staff, as well as critique former Sixers general manager Sam Hinkie and Toronto's, R- Toronto Raptors president Masai Ujiri. 
Telegraph, the 2017 trade in which the Sixers acquired the number one overall pick that would become Markel Fultz. Disclose non-public medical information about Okafor and gossip about Embiid and Fultz to members of the National and Philadelphia media. media. Keith Pompey, February 15th, 2017, tweets, quote, Sixers Jalil Okafor on past couple of days. It was just a weird situation. Burner account called Alvic 4011-7560. The name is Eric Jr. I don't know what that means. Ask Ja if he passed a other team physical. He will not say not to lose other chance, but I bet the farm it's what happened. The five accounts pinpointed by the unnamed source included one that followed media members, Sixers employees, and NBA agents, but never tweets. And four that have posted tweets or applied to other users. Of those, one was active between April 2016 and May 2017. Two were active in the past five months. And one was posting several times a day as recently as last week. On Tuesday, May 22nd, the Ringer emailed the Sixer, shared the names of the two of the accounts. On a follow-up call that day, Philadelphia's uh, media representative said he would ask Colangelo whether he had any information with, uh, about the two accounts. That afternoon, within hours of said call, all three of the accounts not discussed with the team switched from public to private profiles. One of them hadn't been active since December. The still balling account, which had all which had been tweeting daily, has not posted since the morning of the twenty second. I had already been following still balling with an anonymous account of my own, which allowed me to see activity after it went private. Since I contacted the Sixers, still balling has unfollowed thirty seven accounts with ties to Colangelo, including several of his son's college basketball teammates a former coach from his son's high school, and an account that shares the same name as the agent Warren Laguerre, who has represented Colangelo in the past. Later that day, the Sixers rep called back, and he confirmed one of the uh, accounts did, in fact, belong to Colangelo. He said that Colangelo denied any knowledge of the Eric Jr. account. When I asked whether he had discussed my inquiry with anyone else in the organization that afternoon, he said he'd only spoken to one person, Colangelo. On Tuesday, May 29th, I contacted the Sixers, the ringer contacted the Sixers, to ask about the seemingly linked nature of all five accounts. The team responded with a statement from Colangelo. Like many of my colleagues in sports, I have used social media as a means to keep up with the news. While I've never posted anything whatsoever on social media, I have used the Fila1234567 Twitter account referenced in the story to monitor our industry and other current events. The storyline is disturbing to me on many levels as I am not familiar with any of the other accounts that have been brought to my attention, nor do I know who is behind them or what their motives may be in using them. You can draw your own conclusions from the two exchanges. Not only did the Sixers confirm that Colangelo was the owner of the five accounts in question, but the three that were not mentioned simultaneously went dark shortly after he was told of the Ringer story. As we've seen with Kevin Durant's Twitter blunder, Steve Kerr's, it was supposed to be M Twitter gaff from earlier this season, the Ray Allen one that happened a few years ago when he was trying to send a dirty DM to somebody and then said he, quote, got hacked. Yeah. Maybe like Roseanne. That's always the fallback. That's what you say. The countless social, social media archaeological expeditions that occur whenever a young player enters the league, risky behavior on the platform is nothing new. 
The ultimate insiders, players, coaches, and executives are professionally vested in the conversations that swirl daily across social media, but they can't often speak freely without kicking up a media haboob. The situation might be different. With a 24-win improvement and an exhilarating run to the Eastern Conference semifinals, the Sixers should be one of the league's feel-good stories. But behind all of that could be the story of a team president who spent the past two years using Twitter to anonymously spar with the media and defend Colangelo's reputation. Most alarmingly, though, the Eric Jr. account urged members of the Sixers media to ask Okafor about a failed physical that the account alleges scuttled and in-the-works trade. This is information that has never been publicly reported. The accounts also might have tipped team strategy. The story begins with a direct message. Some guy goes, this dude just loves callers. Then another guy, enough unknown sources, enough unknown SO1. That is a normal caller. Move on and find a new slant. Our source, whose identity is still unknown, contacted me via anonymous egg accounts on both Instagram and Twitter, claiming they both had a scoop. The source explained that they worked in artificial intelligence, and after noticing a bunch of weird tweets directed at Sixers writers, used an open-source data analysis tool to link five accounts through commonalities, including similarities in who the accounts followed in linguistic quirks. Quote, they all have a pattern of likes, follows, and tweets, which are extraordinarily, capital letters, similar. Some of the shared attributes were odd, such as a distaste for beards and, quote, unknown sources, end quote. According to the source's findings, the three newest account accounts followed 75 accounts in common, roughly half of their respective follows, with another 52 accounts followed by two of the three. From in post for ranging from April 2016 to last Tuesday, the accounts, the accounts insulted the likes of Embiid, Markel Fultz, criticized Brett Brown, bashed Hinky, bashed Ujiri, and at every turn, the accounts relentlessly defended or promoted Colangelo. <laughs> the accounts claimed that Ben Simmons wouldn't have come to Philadelphia if Colangelo hadn't replaced Hinky in the front office, accused Sixers bloggers of being biased Hinky loyalists, and boasted that the critically panned December 2017 trade of Jalil Okafor, Nick Stauskas, and a second-round pick for Trevor Booker sounds better and better. Several posts wandered from organizational matters, debating the size of Colangelo's shirt collars. When user Philly A-Hole commented on the executive's well-documented sartorial preference, quote, this dude just loves collars, end quote, enough unknown sources responded, that is a normal collar, move on, find a new slant. Then another one. Brian Colangelo has been misleading, untrustworthy on injuries as Sixers GM. Another guy said, this clown is going to ruin everything Hinky built. Clown? Question mark? Why? Question mark. This is one of the burner accounts. What did Hinky build? Question mark. My gosh, the biased insanity. Colangelo has worked in the NBA for almost three decades, and he joined the Sixers organization in late 2015 to speed up Hinky's so-called process. Hinky resigned near the end of that season after learning that Colangelo was being hired to helm the Sixers. Eric Jr., the oldest account, was created in April 2016. <laughs> like it's a child. <sighs> it's like a soap opera. 
And at one point, Eric Jr. followed 129 accounts, including members of the Sixers roster, member of the Sixers organization, ranging from CEO Scott O'Neill to sales associate Lexi Shippon to co-owner David Heller, and a swath of basketball-centric media, especially Sixers writers. Eric Jr. has also been following the Ringers account and that of site uh, founder Bill Simmons. All five accounts followed a profile using the name Warren Legary, founder of the Las Vegas Summer League and an agent who has represented Colangelo in the past. So it's more or less uh, circumstantial evidence, but it sure hones in on him, doesn't it? With artificial intelligence, is there really such a thing as circumstantial evidence That's anymore? A good point. Yep. I, I've always Honestly, said. Honestly. They can find out. I don't care who you are or what you think you're going to be able to hide. My wife likes to say, someone can find it. I don't care who you are. Someone can do it. And these guys sure think they have, don't they? What are you thinking right now if you're... That whole organization. What if you... Okay, let me... Let me okay. What if you're LeBron? I know LeBron's thinking about the NBA Finals this year. Okay. Are you going to Philly? Is that what you're going to say? You going to Philly? If Brian Colangelo's in charge? Huh? This is like I asked you about your kids. After the whole Michigan State and Nazar and all that, would you send your kids to Michigan State? And you unequivocally said, no way in hell. No, no, no. I think I'm good. I'm good on that. Thank you. You know, so same thing here. This is what you want. First of all, that it happened. Now, they fire him. Does that change it? Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, what's the culture, for one thing? Right. I mean, it almost feels like the guy is so insecure that he, I hate to say it, it sounds like the president, that he he's trying to undo everything the other guy did. Make himself look better, and and just simply say these guys would it wouldn't happen without me. You just described the last twenty years to me of government. Oh, ain't it the truth? And 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 everyday business. Now that's what it is. Yeah. All anybody's trying to do is undo undo the stuff uh, other people did, whether it was good stuff, bad stuff, whatever it is. Everybody's trying to do it and make everything in their own knowledge. Other news from around the NBA that actually affects Maine. Maine native and UMF Athletics graduate Steve Clifford is the new head coach of the Orlando Magic. Now, I want to get excited about that, okay? I think that's cool. But Steve Clifford said last year that that Charlotte team was the most talented team he had ever coached. They only won 36 games. Orlando has much less talent than that. Just saying. Yeah, I feel bad for those coaches that get for, for wanting a job, get stuck in places, and, and maybe it's what their lot in life is going to be, get stuck in places that there's no talent. And even when they do a great job, they win, like you say, 30, 35 games maybe and lose 50-something. Um, that's a tough, that's tough. It's a tough racket. Well, Brett Brown got a new extension, I heard. Mm-hmm. That? The blurb you gave earlier. Cliff has got the new job in Orlando. That's a that's a good uh, good start for Maine. Maine basketball, isn't it? I mean, really. 
Something. Be nice if somebody like that, you know. Be nice if. Uh, I don't know. It would, it would be nice if, if that was that was a little different. We you know? we sometimes don't realize unless somebody really goes into somebody's past history. Three years of doing this, four years of offensive this, five years. You know, boy, they spend a lot of time to toiling to get to one of those thirty-two jobs. So let's go through the twenty eighteen NBA season, shall we? Okay. Jerry Colangelo burner accounts, or, or uh, Brian Colangelo burner accounts. Markel Fultz lost the ability to play basketball. He, he, he's a shadow. I, okay. I mean, it's scary. It's scary that that could happen to somebody. You had the Kawhi injury saga. Okay. Oh. Kevin Durant had burner accounts that were discovered. The Rockets and Clippers got into a fight. That's, okay, that's with a still tunnel. going that, that, that back and forth. Okay. J.R. Smith threw soup. LeBron pretty much took January off to force a trade of half the team. Jason Kidd tried to get Giannis Antetokounmpo to save his job. Bobby Portis and Nikola Morodic uh, uh, punch led to them becoming unstoppable, then Morodic becoming a huge uh, 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 player for New Orleans. The Raptors congratulate their, their fired head coach, Dwayne Casey, on Twitter for his Coach of the Year award. <laughs> That's one of the best ones. New Orleans Noel ate a hot dog during a game. Terry Rozier drew blood so romance. Bromance. NBA ref Twitter account starts tweeting about fake news after uh, an article on 538 about officiating. John Wall calls out, calls out Marcin Gortat on live TV. And then you had, you know, uh, between uh, uh, the, the Andre Drummond all of a sudden learning to shoot free throws. Pacers and Thunder finished with the exact same win total, even though they traded Paul George. Like, this has just been... This is yeah. why the NBA is where it's at. It doesn't have to do, and this is the thing. And this is the p thing people realize. And people say, well, I don't know why you why pay attention to the NBA. It's all the stuff around the NBA. This is... They've basically taken the model that the NFL had, which is 24-7, 365, all the time. And they've used social media to amplify that. So there's really no off-season anymore. We're going to be talking Celtics all offseason. Oh, yeah. Because every day something's probably going to happen. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy right now in the National Basketball Association. And we still have four to seven games left. Closer to four, I'm thinking. And, and the, but the kicker is, of those four to seven games, that series will then mold the next set of drama and circumstance going into the offseason. Which What's we'll talk about in just a little bit. 1056, 67 degrees. Beelis Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. You're listening to the Beelis Daily on Sports Time Maine, AM 780, WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care. 
where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee & Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee & Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave Moisture Control Units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave Units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations or visit their all new and very popular team pages mbr.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in maine coming in february all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24 7 it's high school sports heaven all aboard mbr.org
Chris Daly uh, from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. Talking about burner accounts. Do you have a burner account? I need a burner account, maybe? I do not. Random burner account, perhaps? I'm barely, I can handle Twitter. Barely, barely, using, barely using your own account at this point. But I am, hey, I'm, you'd be proud of me. I am on Twitter. I, I know, I see I, that. I check it out you all the time. see the favorites. I don't do a lot of posting. I, I mm. have people that I follow and... Does anyone, uh, if anyone is interested in going to see the Islanders and the Rangers at Webster Bank Arena uh, in Bridgeport, Connecticut on Saturday, September 22nd, you can get tickets now, okay? The the presale code is GOISLES, G-O-I-S-L-E-S. Again, that's Saturday, September 22nd at the Webster Bank Arena. I just got that email and I just wanted you to know, just in case you're into that sort of thing. Maybe you were planning a trip that weekend. Now, didn't the Islanders just get a new... Head of operations. I mean, God Snow is out, right? Is that? And they hired somebody new. So this is the new promotion. Yeah. No, no, they got also. I think they do this because the Bridgeport Sound Tigers are their minor league team. Yeah. So Greg Moore played. For Maybe Bridgeport we'll get lucky, and the night. Flyers will come up here and play a game. You know, Flyers are going to be attached to the to the uh, the new one, right? The new Maine Mariners, or whatever they're going to be called. Yeah. Well, I know they're, they're they're still the main Mariners. That's that's what they are. But I I uh, I think they're supposed they're supposed to be affiliated with uh, with Philly. So I think eventually, like well, I still remember when the oh, Celtics. I remember when the Celtics came up. I watched them play at the Civic Center in '95. Now, of course, when I got to watch the Celtics play, it was with such legendary Celtics legends as Todd Day and Eric Montross. I, I thought you were going to say Hank Finkel going yeah. up against the legends Bob Sura and Gerald Wilkins of the Cleveland oh, Cavaliers. Boy, wow. Good times. I saw, uh, every time the Bruins have come to Portland, I've gone. I saw, uh, I've, I've seen all, pretty much all their, you know, Bork and, and that ilk. I didn't see Neil. He didn't, he wasn't on the team then. Um, I saw Kluzak the day he got hurt. Somebody low-bridged him and blew his knee out because everybody said, oh, he'll be all right now. <laughs> I was watching the way he was holding his knee. There was no way. I think he had something like he rivaled Orr for knee surgeries. And it's too bad because he he was spectacular as a rookie. No question. It's true. I saw the Celtics play. It was Cowens and that group. Boy, they're tall. I wish I had. I wish I'd been around for that. We just can't. You can't. Believe. I mean, I think I told you I was standing in a hallway, lost in the old Boston Garden, and door opened and the Celtics braided by, led by Bill Russell, and I kept looking up, thinking, "My God, those guys are giants and thin." You know, I, they say TV puts on fifteen pounds, really, because Russell was so thin. Cause he was thin anyway, but they are tall. You had something else you want to talk about uh, with the NBA, the offseason. So this NBA Finals, as I mentioned yesterday, I'm rooting for the Cleveland Cavaliers because I want LeBron to stay in Cleveland. And I can't cheer for him, so But we have to put... Here's the thing. We have to put aside the personal... Right. Okay. Okay? We have to put... Give me your pitch because so far I'm not buying it. You know the phrase America first? Yes. Okay. I know it. Celtics first. Okay. 
Okay, that yeah. That that's that that to me is, is that because you want LeBron to stay in because if he the thing with the NBA is if LeBron stays in Cleveland, they're pretty much stuck with what they've got right now. Like they can make some moves here and there. But there's not a lot they can really they you're, can really accomplish. You're talking rearranging the deck. Rearranging deck the Titanic. They're not going to get free agents. I mean, they have a Brooklyn pick, right? But do we trust eighth. that they're going to draft the right player out of that? No, and it's eighth, right? It's eighth. You said the top five were about as far down as it went. What? <clears throat> Why wouldn't a free agent come to Cleveland? They don't have any money. That's the problem. They don't have they don't have no salary cap space. What's the you gonna you gonna look at the salaries for? Oh Cleveland? yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it and right how now. How long are the contracts? That's the other thing. Every you want to hear it? Are you ready? All right, we'll start from the bottom and work our way up. Okay, we'll start from the bottom. Larry Nance Jr. under contract for two more years at 1.4 million. Anti Zizic, uh four more years at 1.6 million. Rodney Hood's a free agent after this year, uh, 2.3 million dollars, but um, he's got an early termination option. Seti Osman, three years, $2.6 million. Kyle Korver, three years, $7 million. Jordan Clarkson, three years, $11.5 million. J.R. Smith, three years, $13.76 million. Tristan Thompson, three years, $16.4 million. George Hill, three years, $20 million. Only. Kevin Love, $22.6 million. Three more years. LeBron James, two more years, player option after the first, which means he's a free agent this year, okay? $33.2 million, okay? So if you're a rebuilding team, okay, let, let's say you're a team, let's look at the Denver Nuggets, okay? Or no, let's, let's look at a team that maybe just needs a power forward, okay? Let's go, let's go, let's look at the Clippers for a second, okay? Let's look at the Clippers. You have DeAndre Jordan, who'll be a free agent after this year, okay? What you could do is maybe you could trade DeAndre Jordan so for, sign and trade. for Kevin Love. Oh, no, he won't be a free agent until afterwards, okay? But then you bring Kevin Love back to back to Los Angeles, okay? He can play for the Clippers. He can play for Doc. I'm sure Doc will love him. Then DeAndre Jordan could be that center that the Cavaliers need. They can play Tristan Thompson at power forward. They do have some tradable contracts there, but in a league that really values cap space right now, and there really isn't any, do you want to sign up for three more year, uh, two more years of J.R. Smith at thirteen mil a year, or Jordan Clarkson, or Kyle Korver? I mean, the things they're going to have to do to blow up that roster to build anything around him are going to be difficult. Like I, I feel bad for a guy. I, I feel bad for a guy like Avery Bradley. He's going to be a free agent this year. There's not going to be a lot of money out there for Avery Bradley. He did not have what you would call a contract year, if no. you will. Well, especially not on that team. So I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out in my mind, and we discussed this a little bit yesterday, but I really wanted to go more in depth on this because I really because we've actually got some time today. If Cleveland wins, I don't see LeBron leaving. I see him saying, you know what, I'm just gonna finish it off here. My kids can go to school in L.A. I'll visit them on the regular or whatever it is. Okay, like whatever he's planning. Well, how old? he's 33, right? Yes. So he's got time left if he wants. I I just don't know that he's going to look around at what you're looking at mm-hmm. and saying, 
This is it. We're as good as we're going to be right now. It's true. I know his ego's big. I can bring these guys to another championship, but he knows what Boston has and what they're going to get back. You you really think they could they could beat Boston if we had a full roster? No. no way in hell. So that roster will be complete next year. Yes. Maybe minus Marcus Smart, but um, although you're not convinced he's going to get the money, and if he does, sayonara, bye. What? So his incentive to stay is just wanting to finish it out. Yep. I think he'll he'll finish it not out. Not have to start over again. I think if they lose badly to Golden State, which could happen, which could happen. I think he, he tries to engineer a trade to Houston. Now, how do you engineer a trade to Houston, you ask? There we go. Funny story. Folks, you're going to hear it here. Okay. I'm going to help. I'm going to help you understand what can happen. Okay. So, last year, Chris Paul did this thing where he opted in to the last year of his deal with the LA Clippers and forced yeah. a trade. You tried to explain that. I, I'm not sure I understood that. When you have a player option, okay... Player if, option. If not you exercise this is, the option, this is they the, pay you. This is the complete opposite of the Hanley Ramirez option. Okay, if you want to, if you want to go cross sport contract. Con, okay. So, Chris Paul had a um, had a player option where he could opt into the last year of his deal. Okay, so that's fine. So he opted in, and then he got traded. Did he know he was going to be traded? Yes, because he wanted to be traded to the Clippers. So they then traded, uh, I, I think it was, uh, was it Lou Williams? I think Lou Williams was, was part of that deal. Sam Decker, Montrez Harrell. Oh, yeah, it was Beverly Decker, Harrell, and, and, uh, and Lou Williams. I think that's how that trade worked because that equaled, up to his, that equaled up to enough of his salary to get him over there. So if you look at the, Rost, uh, the Rockets right now, they're over the tax line by a mil. They're, they're just under the tax line. But they're over the cap room by $19 million. So they can't offer him a contract. If he's a free agent, they can't. Yeah, right. right okay. yeah. So if he, if he opts out and he just tries to sign with a free agent, he would have to sign for the league minimum. Or in this case, the what is the mid-level player exception or whatever it is. This whole thing goes into like NBA accounting. If you want to know who can be treated for who, there's plenty of guys on Twitter that are really good at telling you how these contracts work. Find them, use them. And before you start throwing random crap off a wall, ask yourself, does it work financially? Because if it doesn't, it can't happen. Thanks. Okay, so LeBron could opt in. LeBron could opt in to the last year of his deal. And then the Rockets could trade. As I got to block a pop-up. Got to come up with $33 I've got to unblock a pop-up here, apparently. You can trade Ryan Anderson who, by the way, has another tremendous contract of $19.6 million with three years left, i.e. two after this year. He's been getting some, he got some real quality minutes in the Western Conference Finals, I say sarcastically. You have to trade that deal because he's taken up $19.6 million. Will Cleveland do that, though? Here's my, here's my thought. If I'm Cleveland and I get the number eight pick this year and I'm feeling confident, okay, and, and LeBron tells me he's leaving, Let's say LeBron says, I'm, I'm heading out, man. I'm done. And I know that I've got Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith 
and Jordan Clarkson and Kyle Korver and Seti Osman and George Hill and Kevin Love and their contracts all end at the same time. The same time. Right off the top of my head, 42, 58, 71, 83, 90, 93. You're looking at $93 million in cap space in two years, in, in, in 2020. $93 million. You could get a couple of free agents for that, couldn't you? So if you want to tank... And really rebuild your roster. You can do that. You can you can get a number one pick next year probably, and the year after, if you're if you're bad, because if you trade LeBron, let's say you trade him to Houston for, you got to trade LeBron to Houston for him, Nene, whose contract also expires in three years. Okay. And you're probably going to have to give him Eric Gordon as well, which that's just to make the salaries work. Maybe Trevor Ariza, but I don't think so because I think he's a he's a free agent. Or P.J. Tucker, either either one. Okay. Wait, now Cleveland's going to have 20 players here. Where Cleveland, going? Cleveland will, so they can they can release some guys. Okay, they can also do buyouts and stretch buyouts. They also have trade exceptions. They have a they still have a 5.8 million dollar trade exception uh, from the Irving deal. The Richard Jefferson deal, the Dwayne Wade deal, the Kay Feller deal. They've got like, I don't know, almost $10 million in trade exceptions, so they can take on more salary than they need to. You can only keep all, all the spots, though. Jeff Green only signed, you know, to a one-year deal. Of course, he's going to probably want a deal after the way he's played in the playoffs, right? You're going to be a mathematician to be a GM in this league. You, you, well, that's why Danny Ainge has a guy like Mike Zarin, who's basically his... You know, Mike, you know how every successful person has an accountant, and it's a good accountant? Okay. They're good teams. I mean, that's why the Patriots, they, they've been great with a cap. But if you're the Cavaliers, if, I, if, if, if I'm the owner, okay, I'm trading Kevin Love first chance, I get, first chance I get. You could probably trade Tristan Thompson. You could eventually trade George Hill. I don't think J.R. Smith is tradable. I think, you'd have to, I think you'd have to cut him and stretch him so that you're only paying him five mil a year for whatever to lessen the cap hit. Kyle Korver could definitely be brought over in a trade. Someone would pay seven million for him to shoot See, for three years. I, I think, yeah, I think he's not. And I, I think someone would probably trade for Jordan Clarkson, thinking he's there too. So you could really break up this team and just get really just not great, okay? And then in 2020, I don't know what the NBA free agent class of 2020 is. You'd be looking at. Oh, okay. Kyle Lowry, Paul Millsap, Al Horford, Hassan Whiteside, who was terrible in the tournament, uh, in the playoffs this year. Harrison Barnes. Oh, there's Kevin Love. Mark Gasol, who will probably be almost dead by 90. then. 90. Yeah, he, he'll be basketball dead by then. I mean, there's nobody that you want to go after at that point. But then, if you're, if you're a cap team and you draft well, because you're going to have some high picks, then you're going to be able to re-sign your own players. You're going to be able to do some things. Philadelphia was able to gain... So, like, the, the process, like, Philly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Philadelphia was able to gain a competent amount of assets for... I, I like to consider it, like, it's almost like roster bankruptcy. Right? 
Like you, you, you just went around the board multiple times in Monopoly, and you know what? You just are not going to be able to afford that hotel stay at Boardwalk. You're just not going to do it. So you restructure and you get everything done, right? So what does Cleveland do if LeBron, if LeBron stays? If LeBron stays, they're going to have to stay the course. They're doing what they are now. And they, eventually that's going to come due. Either when LeBron's uh, knee starts to hurt or he just starts to wear down or the people around him just can't do it anymore. Like, whatever it is. I mean, they don't even have space to sign in their number eight draft pick, do they? they that it, Somehow that's tucked in so that you can do that. But it's not great, you know? There's not... I mean, if you're Cleveland right now, you really have to make a decision. and But you have to decide, well, do I wait on LeBron or do I not wait on LeBron? Oh, that's horrible. So if LeBron opts in, where else could he go? Where else would he go? Okay, could he go to Philly? Sure. Let's look at Philly for a second. Okay, let's say LeBron opts in and decides to sign there. Now, keep in mind, they're going to have cap space, okay? Because you're going to have... J.J. Reddick's contract coming off the books for $23 million. No, wait. Does LeBron automatically sign, opt-in for $33 million? <laughs> I, yeah, he would have to. Yeah, that's what it would be. That's what it 33, would be. $33, $35. J.J. Reddick's $23 million would come off the books. Amir Johnson's um, $11 million would be coming off the books. $23 million for Reddick? Yeah, they paid him for one year, $23 million. Whew. But they did that so that they could get to the salary floor and then use this other thing. Like, this was all well done until Colangelo started using burner accounts. So they could sign him outright. You could also trade, you know, if you wanted to trade somebody over there, you could. I don't think... The only way LeBron is opting in is if he's going to Houston. If he opts in, he wants to go to Houston. If he opts out, he's going to want to pick something. And if he picks something, he's, he's probably not going to be able to go to Houston. At that point, he's going to have to look at the Lakers, the Clippers, the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, I don't think he wants to go to Oklahoma City. I don't think he wants to go to San Antonio, Denver, Dallas. The only team that I could see him going to, maybe, you see him at Golden State? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why would he do that, though? Why not? Steph Curry, Durant, LeBron James, and Draymond Green. You'd probably have, to, tra have to dump. Somebody. You would have to trade Clay Thompson to make that happen, because he's going to be due for a huge deal soon. But is it worth it? Is it worth a gamble? I don't know. But the NBA Finals is going to dictate that. Now, whether it's five games, we saw this a few years ago that when the Oklahoma City Thunder lost a three to two lead in the Western Conference Finals. It spurred the change that caused Kevin Durant to go to the Golden State Warriors in the offseason. If they win that, maybe he signs in Oklahoma City. If they win that, go to the finals and lose, maybe he decides, you know what? I'm going to go to Boston. You never know. No. You don't know what's going on in anybody's mind. You don't know what the situation is going to be. Some people just wait for the universe to kind of tell them what's going on. And they're going to listen to people, and they're going to do their own thing, but they're also going to make their kind of make their their own decision moving from there. I I don't. LeBron wants to be the cheese. Even when those three guys went to Miami, he was still the man. But do you know if he wants to he, anymore? Like, do you think this season might have wore him down to the point where he's like, you know what, not so much. Yeah, good point. 
So, yeah. I mean, certainly with him in Philly, they would sure have a good chance to win. Mm-hmm. He's got a big man for the first time that really works. Um, Houston, if he could find a way to get there. Although they're not a fun team to watch, I don't think. Um, Golden State. He's not going to go to some place like San Antonio because they actually have a coach. That would be one of his, that would be a first for him really to, lately, to have a, a real coach. I just, it, that's that's what gets me in, it, even remotely interested in this NBA Finals. See what happens and what the effect it has on the Celtics. I also want to see a fight. I would like to see a fight between Draymond Green and Tristan Thompson. Oh wow, it may be. I'd like to see a fight between like Durant and Love. Like I, I just like to see a throwdown. I want this to be the <laughs> ugliest. Honestly, I want this to be the ugliest NBA Finals of all time. So that somebody says, you know what? We do not need to see these two teams face off again. I saw the first three episodes. I know how this ends. Yeah. Oh yeah. First episode got short-circuited because a star point guard broke his kneecap. Second one, LeBron was superhuman and, and a lot of comeback. But the star young point guard was the Saved one who clinched him. it. Saved him. Because he had help. And Kevin Love wasn't nearly as in touch with his feelings back then. Oh, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. I'm telling you. Clippers. But you could see one of the all-time teardown jobs of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Or you could see them stay the course. Or you could see them try to do what the Celtics did and rebuild on the fly. Do you think anybody's going to be able to do that? Who's going to do that? They don't got nobody over there that can do that. How do you think this team would look without LeBron on it? What do you think they're winning? Ugly. I I, I think there's no way he's going back to Cleveland. I, I just have this feeling that if he... I don't know. You don't? I. I... Well, and uh, that's fine if you don't. You know. I, I. I just think his ego. I think he wants to go to L.A., where all the, all the stars are, and show that he can build a winner there because he's LeBron James. Yeah, you would think so. But and if he goes as a free agent, they don't have to dump anybody. What kind of cap room do they have? Did you already look that up? For who? The Lakers. The Lakers? Oh, the Lakers have got room. They can sign him and Paul George. But my question to you is, if you sign him and Paul George, is Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Kyle Kuzma enough? Because that's all you're going to have. You know, Brooke Lopez is a free agent. He's not coming back. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, I don't know if he's off probation yet or not. They got a stretch Luol Deng, who's under contract for another three years at $17 million. And what do you build for a team around that? Well, the NBA throws money around, don't they? Well, in the years that there's camp, uh, uh, there's cap expansion, there is. And two years ago, there was cap expansion, which is why Evan Turner got four years and $60 million in Portland. Even though the Celtics got him for nothing, yet another wasted 76ers draft pick. The Celtics revitalized his career, and now he's making money in Portland. And they hate him. <laughs> they hate him out there because he doesn't fit what they want to do, but they can't do anything with him. 
So LeBron goes, that's true. He'd have to be paired up with Lonzo Ball and yikes. You think he wants to deal with Lonzo Ball? Is it Randall? Randall's still there, isn't he? Randall's still there, but he's a free agent after this year. He's a good player, but they can't re-sign him and keep LeBron. I don't think the way that works. Or get LeBron. And Paul, Paul George. Do you think he's going there without Paul George? Do you think he wants to play with Paul George? Did Paul George show you anything last year when he was in Oklahoma City that makes you think... I mean, he disappeared. That was... Disappeared badly. Well, that was a badly put-together team anyway. It was a badly put-together team. I thought Carmelo Anthony was a forced third wheel in that thing. Yeah, and he did nothing. Couldn't even hit his foul shots at the end. Couldn't drive, couldn't play defense. I don't know. It's all pretty interesting to me. Well, Coming up, we're going to give you Red Sox lineups. Of course, they're playing at 1 o'clock today. Afternoon game. Is Mookie Betts back? We'll find out. Be less daily. Spectrum Healthcare Partners Steers across the NBR radio network. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee and Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee and Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave Moisture Control Units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave Units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. Wave Home Solutions for a healthy 
If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations or visit their all new and very popular team pages mbr.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in maine coming in february all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24 7 it's high school sports heaven all aboard mbr.org b-list daily spectrum healthcare partner studios across the mbr radio network Tomorrow, Seth Everett, Kurt Heelan will join us from NBC Sports. Kurt will talk to us more about burner accounts, which would be nice. That'll be good. And uh, Seth Everett will talk to us about, uh, well, we'll talk baseball. I just don't know what what it's going to (sighs) be. Well, our good friend, Mookie Betts. What are the chances he's in the lineup today? Mr. Blutowski. 0.0. That's correct. There are no chances of Mookie Betts in the lineup today. He is out for the Boston Red Sox. They have not missed him in any way. Be prepared. When they're doing the... um, when they're doing the uh, Boston Red Sox uh, thing later on in the year, when they're going for MVP, they're going to be like, whoa, when he was out, they won four games. Be prepared. Be prepared for that. Let me well, get that's you. because they had big man David Price pitching. At, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a, you know, he's a, he's an ace. Did you see what he said uh, after the, after the, uh, his time on the mound, they he got the line drive, and he said, "Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I'm soft, and he he just he can't he can't handle it. He has to antagonize. He has to make it worse every single time." 
Red Sox also announced they officially agreed with first baseman Adam Lind on a minor league deal. He hit 303 with an 875 OPS last year for the Nationals, 116 games. He was in the minors with the Yankees this season. He was released on Friday. Organizational depth is what they said. How old is he? Uh, 30-something, 30-ish. Red Sox, Blue Jays lineup. Benintendi, Bogarts, Martinez, Devers, Nunez is your designated hitter. $238 million payroll. And that's your designated hitter. Brock Holt at second base. Blake Swihart at first. Christian Vasquez catching. Swihart at first. Yeah. Jackie Bradley Jr. in right field. That's a first. And Rodriguez, the left-hand pitcher. Why is... What? Well, neither Martinez or Benintendi can play right field. That's pretty clear. Is that what you're going to ask? I was going to say, that seems odd to me that you wouldn't have Bradley in center, but I, I, whatever. I think Benintendi can't, doesn't got that kind of an arm. And let's face it, Jackie Bradley can play anywhere. Day game outfield. after a night game is probably the only reason uh, why uh, you got no, uh, you, you got no uh, Sandy Leone in there because he's been hitting the cover off the ball lately. Yeah. So... So they still haven't decided to play Swihart, have him catch yet. No, no. He's he's at first base today. Now he's at first base. I mean, I do You're like You're not going to see Swihart catch unless there is an emergency. I think that they... I mean, so what are they going to do? Platoon he and Moreland, or is this just a one-time start? Is this a left-hander? Ah, uh, yes. I think so. I can tell you in just a second. After my leg, like, un- uncurls. the cramp. Yeah, I did the thing. Like, I don't know what... I guess I need... Do I need to eat more bananas for that? It was really bizarre. That's what they say. I had a friend of mine yesterday who popped a hamstring running with dogs. Ooh. So, I I, I don't know if this is sympathy pain. Might be. Yeah, the total... Like, the hamstring calf right now, not pretty. Wow. Not not the best. Like, it just just attacked me. Just attacked me. You know what my wife uses, and she swears by him, and, you know, she's an exercise queen. She has rolling... Pins is what they look like. They're foam, hard, hard foam, and they had different sizes for different parts of the body. You lay it on the floor, and then you would lay on your back and roll that through your hamstring. Take care of that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take long. It would take it right out, and you'd be fine. She used them after like a long bike ride or a long Holy walk. That kind crap. of crap. I don't know what that was, but I don't want that to come back. Good God. It was like I got shot in the leg. Yeah, well. <clears throat> I don't know what the hell that was all about. Anyways. So, yeah. I mean, Moreland's been hitting well. Yeah, well, Moreland's been hitting great. And There's I know. Because no... the problem is he's streaky, and then all of a sudden he won't hit for three weeks. So, I do like the fact that they're finding out if Swihat can play. Either they're going to keep him so he can do this kind of thing, or they're going to trade him. And you can't trade him. When nobody's seen him play this year. Really, the last two years, he was hurt all last year. So, he's not much of a trade value right now. Blue Jays have Sam Gaviglio uh, pitching today. Uh, he's a right-hander. Oh, he so. is 2-0 with a 2.30 ERA and a .96 whip. He allowed three runs on three hits over six innings, striking out six and walking two in a 6-5 victory over the Philadelphia Phillies. And he tossed five and a third scoreless innings and a no decision against the Athletics on May 19th. 
I have heard Cora talk a lot about giving guys that day off over the long season. See, and my my thought is and when we, you you looked up, remember mm-hmm. how many games it had been since he gave Altuve a day off? It was like a long time. He went he went fifty games before he gave him a day off or something like that. Mm-hmm. So not sure about that. But he, he has consistently done that with the Red Sox. He has. He's moved some guys around. He's played Martinez in left field a little more than I thought he probably would. Uh, but you know what? It's worked. I was going to say, what's your analysis of uh, the Boone experiment? That bad, huh? How do I? He is tied for first place. He is. No, no, no. I don't. I don't dislike. I let's let's just put it like this. This is what I'm going to say to you. I have not second guessed nearly as many of his decisions as I did the previous manager, particularly last year. How do you feel about Alex Cora as opposed to John Farrell? Well, it's almost the same roster except for Martinez. And he brought an attitude I that drove me crazy and has for a couple of years uh, with, with Farrell. They had this Wait, 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 wait. Take strike, take strike, take a strike. What? I'm going to take another strike? How about take you take a strike? another strike. And he said, Cora's philosophy is when you see a pitch you want, take it. If it's the first one, go for it. And I think it's had the, the Red Sox a little more aggressive, not behind in the count so much. And it's crazy. It shouldn't be Martinez. shouldn't be the difference in this. But they've all hit more home runs. Mm-hmm. Bogarts hit number eight last year. No, last night. Last year it was late in August before he did his eighth home run. So I think it's just a different philosophy. The clubhouse seems to be upbeat. Uh, I think he's let Price be way out on a on a limb to make himself and letting himself make himself look bad. I think Farrell always tried to jump in. I don't know what Farrell did with it. But there's our siren for the day. There it is. And now let's let's watch people try to move oh, out of the way. Got, yeah, we've got fire okay. rescue and fire. Okay. Uh, so I I think that he's been he's been good. You know, there was some early things. I like his candor. He said, "I got so excited about us coming from behind, I forgot to put so and so in as a defensive replacement." Manners never admit anything like that. Mm-mm. So I think that's been refreshing, and. Now he hasn't had adversity. Let's face it; they have. They've won. They're in first place. Everybody's happy. The Red Hats. Everybody's happy. Um, the Red Hats. Is that our? Are those the communist? The pink hats. Red, Sox red fans? hats. Whatever they. I are. like that. I wanted. Pink I hats. want to use that. I want to use that moving forward. The com. The Red Hats are the the communist Red Sox fans. Um, <laughs> the pink hats, aren't they? Oh well. Um, you were close. There was a. It's a dark pink. And a hat in there, anyway. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, you realize locally here, what's the group that they call that around here? A little bit older ladies who raise money for... Yeah, the red... Red hats. Yeah, I I don't know what they're... I I don't know if it's exactly red hats, but I know what you mean. Fancy hats, anyway. Fancy hats. We see them at Longhorns once in a while. 
I keep hailing it, tell him to go over and introduce himself and maybe he could get a date, but he hasn't taken me up on that yet. I, I'm not sure. I don't happen to like Hanley Ramirez. The DFA, I got to believe that they tried. I bet they contacted every single major league team to see if. Hey, would you we'll give pay, up? We'll pay three quarters of his salary. Give us a bucket of balls and a bat. I mean, he's all yours. DFA means he's going to be released. There's no way somebody's taken on his two years of salary because we keep have to remember that there's a second year there. So the other thing that I like about him is I don't know if that came from above. According to Dombrowski, Dombrowski threw Cora under the bus and said it was Cora's idea. If that's the case, then I say, you know what? At least he's willing to move on. Yeah, most managers just keep the guy. Oh yeah, and not eat the money. I don't. And, I, I'm not second guessing that decision at all. Now I'll second guess it if he signs with the Indians, and they bombs him, or if he signs with the Astros. You really think the Astros would break up the chemistry? Because I'm not sure he's a great clubhouse guy. I don't think you're going to have an issue with his chemistry. I don't think he will at all because now he's got a chip on his shoulder. And and he's, he he's got a chip on his shoulder against the team. Not and he against. doesn't have to be the guy. He can just get up there and relax and swing. He'll be a DH. Not, nobody, I don't think they're playing him at first base, any of them, are they? They could. They could. But So you, you made a very quick, I haven't second-guessed Boone. That wasn't much of a... Not enough information. Couple not enough that? information. Honestly, when has he had a full, healthy roster to make decisions with? You know, his, his his bullpen has been hot and cold. Like, you're supposed to go to the guys that are set up. Like, he's, you know, A.J. Cole's pitched well. Jonathan Holder's pitched well recently. But Tansis has actually pitched decently recently. David Robertson and, and Tommy Canely, not so much. I mean, I think that's been their weak point, pitching yeah. in general. Pitching in general as a whole. And, and they're that, not throwing. I read an article today that they throw the least amount of fastballs. Maybe that's a problem. And that's hard to blame on the manager. Mm -hmm. If you don't have pitching. Now, the guys who should be doing well, if they're not, are they doing something different? Is the routine different? Is the, the amount of time they. I mean, I don't know. Every, by that stage, you would think that most major leaguers know what they need. At. 20 minutes before the game, I need to stop my routine. Or you watch guys in the bullpen. They, if they know they're coming in, the closer knows he's coming in, he starts his routine. He doesn't get up when they call down by the phone. He's, he's already into it. Um, I said they're always going to have a team like that with the big boppers on it are always going to have little skids. You hope that it, they don't have all of them at once. They're going to strike out. It's just the way it is. And then when they're hitting, look out. That's when they win, what it, was it, 15 out of 16? Mm-hmm. Just beating up on everybody. Really good uh, really good article that was just tweeted on the NBR Radio Twitter page uh, by Asherod Blakely from uh, Comcast Sportsnet New England. Uh, or NBC Sports Boston, whatever the hell they call it now. And it's a really good quote. Belief is a fleeting emotion. Trust has staying power. Talk about the Colangelo thing. It's going to be tough. I even just the hint of it is enough. It's like the and that is the society that we live in now. Even the hint. the hint of it 
is enough. Well, and it's like the trade deadline. We never said we were going to trade Maddie Beltwell. That's right. But if you got wind of something, you know how you feel as Maddie Beltwell. Wow. They don't want me? They're trying to dump me? Mm-hmm. Change your whole outlook. Every time. And the male ego is so fragile. It is. Face it. It is. I'm still looking around to figure out where LeBron can go. Oh, maybe he can go back to Miami. Can he go back to Miami? Probably not. Eh, he could. Wade's back there, right? Yeah, he could. Is Wade going to continue to play? No, I think Wade's retiring. Wade's retiring. Um, I'm looking at that team I right now. I think he's going to go somewhere there's somebody that he knows. I, I think that's his... That's his stick, isn't it? He's going to go. He's not. Yeah, it's a good question. It's a What's, good question. What, on second thought, what is San Antonio's? I'll take a look. Yeah, because you know why? Maybe he'd like to have a coach like he had with Riley. But I don't know if how much longer Popovich is going to coach for. I mean, yeah, he but, looked like a grumpy old SOB yeah. beforehand, and now yeah. his wife dies? But but he's he's 33. He's He's not playing till 40, is he? Is he one of those? Might be able to. I mean, physically, cripe. I mean, if he keeps playing... If, if he, he just slows down a little bit, he'd still be all right. God, I, I mean, think that's the one thing that I we need to... I dislike the guy, but God, he's what, a, what an athlete. I think we also need to remember, too, that sometimes we don't see the actual... You don't see the total cost until much later on. And I think the toll that these playoffs year after year have had on LeBron specifically this year. This year almost as much as any because it was of noticeable this year. The amount of minutes that he had to play throughout the regular season. You don't want to do that again next year. You really want to do I mean, that again this year? He doesn't need money. Uh-uh. His endorsements alone last year were fifty-five million, and he made thirty-three in salary. Sure, and that doesn't—I mean, it's nuts. It's nuts. The day he walked out of high school, Nike signed him to a—I don't know if it was eighty or ninety million dollar contract. I mean, I don't know for how long, but who cares? It's out there somewhere in an account. Yeah, I, it's hard to know the reason that somebody is that great athlete, besides being athletic, uh, there's a drive in them that the rest of us don't have. You know, after Tom Brady's won five Super Bowls, he's been MVP, he holds most of the records. I think he's fairly, pretty much everybody recognizes him as the GOAT. And he's 40 years old, going to be 41 when the season starts. Why? Why keep playing? What else is there? I mean, he loves to play. I mean, he does said that. But there's a drive in those guys that if we could really get inside their brain and figure out what it is, it's incredible. Why do they do it? I mean, most athletes, they say, stay one or two years too long. They love the sport and they can't give it up. And I can tell you, I I mentioned this to you before. 
I think it's different when when you're used to being somebody that everybody recognizes. They can't come wait to come over and say hi, shake your hand, or whatever. And suddenly, mm. you're back three strides from that, and you know nobody. It's different. Winslow Athletic girls basketball coach uh, Lindsay Withy, uh, of course, I told you earlier, she resigned. The reason she resigned uh, in a conversation with Andrew Badillo from uh, Fox ABC Maine, uh, she is advancing within her company and she could no longer fulfill her coaching duties. Wow. Says the decision to step down is one of the toughest one of her life. Of course, you can hear more at 6 p.m. tonight. We'll have that for you on MBR uh, later on tonight or tomorrow. But that's the that's the reality that you're getting now. If they're not teachers, there's other things that come in. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be a place like Walmart. What they did was they gave you time off to go coach. They wanted you involved in the community, whatever, and that that suddenly is dried up. You know, they they're not interested in that anymore. Uh, a lot of companies did that, and uh, L.O. Bean and Bath Ironworks. A lot of those big companies said this good. It's good for you to get out and do those things that you love. It's good for PR for us, and but it, it's a grind. You got a regular job, and you're going to put in a forty-hour week, and then go coach. Mm-hmm. Whew. Let me know how that goes. Because coaching beats the heck out of you. Trust me. If you're doing it right, living and dying with it, caring about your kids, it's a there's a lot to it. Now, I'd do it all over again, every minute of it, including coaching all the youth sports that I did. I told you, even though I was a football coach for a long, long time, I even coached youth soccer. That's what they needed. My kids were on a team, and I was the coach. The only thing that didn't go well in that was my wife and I were both coaches. And our kids didn't have a parent then. And my wife and I are both type A head coaches. Didn't work. So she quickly, she's a field hockey coach, <laughs> volunteered to be the parent. I said, yeah, thank you very much. Looking at the Boston Celtics roster, looking ahead to next year. Again, Red Sox play at 1 o'clock today. No Mookie bets in the lineup. Guaranteed contracts. Brown, Hayward, Horford, Irving, Morris, Rozier, Tatum, Yabuselli. Partial and non-guaranteed contracts. Abdel Nader, 450000 guaranteed. Semi Ojale, 901000 guaranteed. And Daniel Thies, uh, Thies uh, he's fully non-guaranteed. Kadeem Allen was a two-way player. And your free agents... Aaron Bades, Jabari Bird, Jonathan Gibson, Marcus Smart as a restricted free agent. Greg Monroe and Shane Larkin. Bird is also a restricted free agent. Well, the way he's done. So what do you think they're going to do? I do not think... I don't think you're going to see Monroe back. I don't think you'll see Gibson back. I do not think you will see... I wonder if you're going to see Baines back, unless he really liked it here. It seems to me like he liked it here. And I don't know who's going to offer him more money. I don't know. I'd like to see Baines on this team. I'd like to see Smart on this team. I'd like to see how this team would have been with a healthy... Even if, honestly, if you'd had a healthy Daniel Thies in the playoffs, how much deeper that would have made your bench. 
How much deeper that would have made your big man bench? Isn't he? He's a he's fairly athletic too. Yeah, isn't he? he's yeah. he's he played well. And my guess is he's going to eventually have one of those those outside shots where he's going to be able to to do stuff. So we will we'll see how it all goes. I you know I know you're worried about what are you going to do with you know Rozier when Kyrie comes back. You know, the I mean, a year you can do that just to see how they go so that there's a balance. He doesn't have to be the guy like he was in the playoffs this year. He can be the backup and relax. Uh, with with uh, Hayward back, it means one of those small forwards is going to have to come in off the bench. And... Maybe there's a three-person rotation there where they give them, keep them all fresh. It's hard to keep Hayward and Tatum off the off the court, I would think, though. I'm thinking. I think you'll be able to do it where you have Irving Hayward on the court at one time, and then you have Brown Tatum, and then you finish the games with whoever's not in foul trouble. And well, this is the question. And... Every Marcus Smart's always on the court, right? Who sits? Who sits at the end of the game? Irving Hayward, Tatum, Brown, Horford. Who are you sitting for Marcus Smart? That's why I think he's gone. I And that's why I think I, I wonder if he might get signed and traded. That could happen too. Oh, I see. I hadn't thought about that part of it. Yeah. I don't know if you can do that in the first year of a restricted free agent deal. You might have to wait until the second year. But I could see that happen. I could see him playing next year for for one year under that deal, and then getting traded off. Who's looking for a defensive point guard? Somebody that would probably want to win, you know. Somebody that thinks that they're that you know that's part of that away. You know what I mean? They're one person away. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. See, I think he'd be a fit in a place like San Antonio. Would be if again we're 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 assuming, we're assuming San Antonio is going to get back and get good. We're assuming that Kawhi Leonard's going to want to go back there. We're assuming that they're going to continue to be a and that Pop's going to coach. I th- I think San Antonio is turning into uh, we're watching their decline right now, similar to the way we watched the Celtics decline in the early nineties. They had good talent. They had good players. I mean, Reggie Lewis was basically their Kawhi Leonard. Unfortunately, he died. He wasn't just rehabbing a quad injury, but. You know, when that all went to hell, it all went to hell. Fast. So when Kawhi Leonard is done, you know, maybe you look to trade LaMarcus Aldrich and get something for him and, and go from there. You want to just keep trucking out Pau Gasol every day? Like, he can't keep playing. See, again, I go back to comparing it to the Patriots. Belichick has never gotten, even though he loves his players, I think, uh, he's never gotten so emotionally attached that he can't let them go. And that's what happens to those franchises. They keep hanging on to people instead of making the moves, like you say. It's much more, sports are much more transient than they ever were before. I mean, I was a kid. The New York Giants were the only team around. The Patriots hadn't been invented yet, 1960. So when I was in middle school, I knew every player for the Giants. They, they all played together for 10 years. You could name every position. And when they drafted somebody, yeah, maybe he got a chance to play, maybe not. But those days are over. I mean, teams change like crazy. 
And with the salary cap and all the other things, it's you, you have to. There. Could you hear that in your ear? No? Okay, good. I just want to double check. I didn't hear whatever you were talking about. Okay, that's good. Remember, I'm not sure my hearing is that great anyway. Okay, well, that's a good bonus. Okay, it's nice. According to my wife. Tomorrow, Kurt Heelan. And tomorrow, uh, you'll also have a young man by the name of Seth Everett who will join us as well. That'll be good. It's Beelis Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR Radio Network on Sports Time, Maine, AM 780. It's sunny out, reasonably warm. You've got the fan going, so it must be pretty warm. Mm-hmm. George's is lagging a little today. What's up with that? There's, there's a couple of cars. And today's the Wednesday buffet, too. Like, get on down. And it's noon. Yeah. I mean, they're open. They, they're yeah. open for an hour. Mm-hmm. What's going on over there? Yeah, and having a special closing the close today or something for repairs. Or By the way, have you gone... Have you gone into Wendy's yet? No, I haven't yet. I need to. Whew, it looks great on the outside. How about the place across from Dunkin' Donuts that was uh, the sandwich shop, and now it's uh, iMart, so you can buy uh, glasses? Oh. And maybe have, I'm sure you have eye uh, exams too, but yeah, they've really spiffed that up. Time goes on. Red Sox in action in about an hour. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Will anything crazy happen? I have a feeling something odd is going to happen today. In one feeling. of those games, you mean, or to, in today's game? I think in, the angel. I mean, Coangelo could resign. That, well, that I, I think something. that could that could happen eventually. I don't know if it will. Well, it may not, not be today. He's going to deny it a couple more days. Well, look, here's the deal. If this thing lasts and lasts and lasts, and he and he resigns, let's see, in a week from now. What are you doing if you're... I mean, that throws everything into into stuff, right? Well, I'd say if you're LeBron, you ain't going there now, huh? no matter what. Are you? I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't. That's just me, though. I mean, what do I know? What do I know? See you tomorrow.